0: happy wednesday friday why do i think it's wednesday i don't know because i don't know what day is what happy friday it's the weekend almost the end of june and you know a lot of us are just kind of reeling and all the things that are happening in america and you know without getting political on the show because that's not what the show is about i just want to say you know vote y'all vote in america you need to vote and you need to let your voice be known and and women should be supported and our bodies are choice and that's all i'll say welcome to 90 day fiance love in paradise season two episode three reality bites um i love this show i love this show i love this show i love the show It's all the things, all the things. So I want to get a couple of things out of the way. We'll do some housekeeping first. Support the show. Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. So we continue to have these shows. So Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Super Chat, Super Stickers are available. Make sure to like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, all those things. And um, we're starting off the show with Danielle and Johan in the Dominican Republic. And I wanted to share with you something that uh, Danielle shared with me because she saw our show um, and, you know, I've had all the questions. I've said all the things. Yes, Kelly, Elvis, Flores, choice. Our body, our choice, facts. Hey, Lori, girl, hey. Um, So she saw our show and, you know, as an African, I had not heard of her religious practices. And so we had a a really good tat, 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 just about her spiritual beliefs. And so she made a statement, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim. uh, And then we can discuss it. Hey, Mandy girl. Hey, girl. Hey. So, so Danielle says that, so, quote, so I'm not a religious. I am not religious. I am spiritual. I haven't initiated into any faith since I was baptized when I was younger. I work with many gods and goddesses depending on what I need. For example, I work with Anaya, spelled I-N-A-N-A, if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, when I feel like I'm going through hell, or Santa Morete, uh, when I need a lot of power or to do something very quickly. I work with my I work with my ancestors mostly every morning and evening. I sit at my altar and meditate and pray. I pull cards for myself. I use Reiki and other energetic tools to balance my chakras. And then EFA, IFA, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. probably should ask her, I-F-A-A. I've been spelling E-F-A because EFA in Ghana is EFA. So is a religion and also a divination tool. Baba, which is her spiritual mentor, is a chief of the Ifa tradition and he uses the IFA system of divination to provide real readings for me and then gives me rituals to address some of the things that he sees as potential obstacles. Not wearing black, for example, is because black absorbs because I work with people who have experienced trauma. Black will always take on their energy while white reflects and balances out the darkness I experience in my work. Another way to raise energetic vibrations is through sound vibrations. The singing bowl you saw. I and mean, you guys remember, I talked about that singing bowl, like the bowl, and then she, you know, used her hand to like make sound across it. So that's that whole energetic vibration. She goes on to say basically, it seems as if all of my practices were a part of IFA, but they are not. The divination and rituals, and then the other Orishas or Yoruba goddesses all are a part of my practice, but I intentionally haven't initiated because then I'm married to a particular dogma or story. And I think all of these stories are just allegories. There's no one true story, just an archetype for an experience. So I'm going to break this down from my understanding. You guys can let me know in the live chat. You guys can let me know in the replay. You guys can let me know in the DMs, wherever you guys reach me. It, it seems to me that she takes the pieces that, that work for her in the different types of religions and makes her own faith. So it's a little bit of, hey, I have a... Um, An altar that I I make sacrifices to, but I also believe in like sound energy, I also believe in body energy, mind, body, soul, reiki, all of those things. And so, you know, I, I, I do know a lot of people that incorporate a lot of spiritual aspects of a religion to make a religion that works for them. And so that's that that I think that's the best that i can explain it if you guys have any other thoughts definitely let me know um in the live chat but thank you danielle for explaining your point of view and i appreciate you and thank you for watching the show and all the things and when you your your nda is off let's definitely have you come on the show and chit chat about your religion maybe you can explain it better to us hey vanessa hey girl hey so we're talking about Danielle and Johan. We talked about a little bit of her religion and her statement that she made. Uh, they're in the DR. Um, one of the things I loved about this show, and I still love about this show, is that it just seems fresh still, and one of the, you know, you guys, uh, you know, I'm 90 days since day one. A lot of you guys know me from After Buzz days. We've covered this show since it very began. and and I've yet, and I cover all the shows, and i've never really like, I got irritated with single life here and there but overall i would never like just not be like oh i'm not for this and this is the first season 90 day fiance season nine that i'm just like mm, mm, mm. so i'm really happy about love in paradise because it still seems fresh the couple seem real and they seem new and the storylines are something that we haven't seen before and i don't feel like these couples are clout chasing. They're really trying to find and work out their relationships. Um, And so that's what I appreciate about it. And I'm having a great time. Like I told you guys with seeking sister wife, this new season, love in paradise, this new season, Um, uh, pillow talk is great. And what's the other one that I'm missing right now? Uh, 90 Day Diaries, great. So, we have some options, and, you know, I'm kind of going with the options, and I'm okay with that. I hope you guys are okay with that, too, because, mm, this season of 90 Days, eh. But back to Love in Paradise. I love that Danielle uh, is speaking Spanish uh, to the best of her ability. I love that she's put that effort in. I feel like in this franchise, we don't see a lot of that. We see, like, the translator app and the translator machine come through, and she's really invested in her relationship and she's really putting an effort in and I love to see that I love to see that both sides her and Johan are both trying right because that's the person you say you love so you're trying to communicate because communication is key in a relationship and so I loved seeing that Uh, so anyways if you guys remember from last episode they had their date night for the first night out and they went back home and obviously they were getting jiggy jiggy with that And, you know, uh, (laughs) Danielle talks about the penis size, his penis size again. And, you know, she's like 4'11". He's like 6'5". They look adorable together. But she's, she's quite smaller than him, right? So she is talking about, and I'm doing it because that's what she did, that his penis size is the size of her arm, right? So her arm is like this. And she's like, his penis is like this. And they're having sex all the time, which I am all for right? because I've told you guys, we've talked about relationships and what's important in relationships and sex is an important relationship. I don't care who you're talking to. And if they tell you that it's not, they're lying. And so they're having a lot of sex all the time, all day. And I get that because they've been away from each other, right? Long distance relationships. As soon as you are in person with that person you're going to want to be intimate with them you're going to want to spend time with them and so they're having a lot of sex all time all the time all day uh and she talks about how sometimes it's not physically possible because five times a day every day for two weeks you know and if you're like this right what she's saying then it's physically not possible for her however i do think that it's healthy to have those conversations It's healthy to acknowledge that sex is important in a relationship, right? And if they're having all the sex all the time, then get on them. And if she can't, I mean, five times a day on vacation, it sounds about right. What do you guys think? Does that sound about right? Or am I just being extra? Because I always tell you guys sex, religion, money and children, basic talk, it's super important in communication. It's clear that these two, whatever else their issues are, they're sexually compatible. And I don't know if you're gonna you're gonna say it's because of all the lotions and potions she brought with her. I don't know, or if they just really enjoy each other's company and are sexually attracted to each other. Uh, definitely let me know what you think. So it can maybe it's a combination of of both of those things, but whatever the case may be, y'all. They're getting it in. Getting it in where they fitted it in. (laughs) Mandy says, sounds about right under the circumstances. Right, Mandy? Yeah, you're on vacay. You're on holiday. You're going to do what you got to do. You haven't seen the person that you're attracted to for months or a year or however long it's been. You know, you're going to prioritize that little something, something. Little something, something. Um, so they want to have a baby together. And again, my issue with this whole situation is you got to communicate your needs and your wants. And for me, they haven't had that talk about money. And what do I say about money? Money's important because how you spend it, how you save it and, and how you earn it is all important or else you're going to have issues. And we're going to talk about that when we get to, uh, Daniel and Amber, You're going to have issues with that. So if you guys are not on the same page about money, it's going to be a problem. And I can already see that with Danielle and Johan, it's a problem. It's a problem because she has questions. He thinks she's the rich American. She's like, hey, no, that's not how life works out here. I don't have 30,000, 20,000, 10,000 lying around like that, but that's not how it works. Plus I have a grown ass 21 year old child that I have, not child, but, uh, child. That's what people say. I have a 21 year old son that I'm responsible for for the rest of my life. So money's not just dropping down the trees. Right? Plus we have inflation, recession coming up, all the things. I get it. So she's trying to think of the big picture, but at the same time, she still wants to have a baby with him. I'm like, you want to have a baby with Johan? You haven't known him in person for more than a month. You know that he has no money. He's not contributed to anything. You're already complaining about you paying for hotels and restaurants and all the things. And yet you want to have a baby with him? How does that work? How does that work? Because I get it. You love him. You want to be with him. And we'll talk about the rest of it later. But just the simple fact that you don't know how this whole thing last week you were talking about where do you want to live you haven't even had that conversation he's like i want to live in the dr and new york at the same time half and half but now you want to bring a baby into it but last week you were complaining how you pay for everything but yet you still want to have a baby and you know speaking of babies and not to get it again not to get super political but you know the Supreme court had a huge ruling today against Roe versus Wade. That's been up upheld for the last 50 years. So like, you gotta have those conversations. <clears throat> Mandy's like, Mandy, Mandy's saying, Danielle is asking for too much. He's already six, four tall which all the women want he's hung which all the women want and now you want him to be rich Danielle come on <laughs> Vanessa said how many of these over 40 women have actually had a baby on the show I don't know I wish um midwife Crystal was in the live chat right now because I could ask her what those percentages are but I actually don't know but I do I do know people that have had babies over 40, so I know it's possible. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about it. So they wanna have a baby together, they don't care if they don't have money, they're in love, they're in la-la land, all the things. Um, she's worried that she's too old, but he's not worried because he has faith in God. And you know, as a Christian myself, I understand where he's coming from, right? Because sometimes the science says it's this, And there are often times where you go past the science and you don't really have an answer for it. And the answer really is your faith in God. And everyone has a different opinion and different belief system and I totally get it, but I get where Johan is coming from with this. So they uh, have an appointment at the fertility clinic, which I thought was interesting because They have like a week, right? Didn't they say last week that they were getting married the following week? She's spending like two days in the hotel and they're going back to his hometown and they were going to get married. It's like where are you fitting in, Danielle and Johan, the fertility clinic? You still have to go buy a banana tree with some eggs and and fruits and you still have to plant that So for his his wandering eye. And then on top of all of that, and then what do you feel stressed out? You feel stressed out because you have too much to do and in less than what, in two weeks? Two weeks, you have to get married. You have to pay for his uh, tuxedo. You have to make sure that he has a venue. You have to meet his family. You're going to the fertility clinic. Plus, your uh, F uh, spiritual advisor told you you have to find a banana tree planted by the water, get eggs surrounded by the water, get fruits around that too. And like all the things, that's stressful. That is so stressful to me. But I guess that's what we're doing. So they went to the fertility clinic. He's not nervous. She's nervous. Uh, he has no doubts because, again, he has faith. Um, and so she gets in. The doctor says that she has a really great over reserve. Um, and, and, like, the lining or whatever, the thickness looks good, he says. And that he talks about fertility and, you know, you're fertile, further, to have a baby any, any minute that you want up until the time you're 35 and then it's, it gets lower. And then by the time you're 40, it's just low. And so Danielle's been afraid that if she can't get pregnant, Johan won't want to marry her. But she's getting like a clean bill of health because she's talking about how she, she doesn't have fibroids. They're going into look at the ovaries and the ovaries look okay. And so again, 42 is not old by any means, but it's like, I I don't know. Like I have so many thoughts on this, but at the end of the day, she has a clean bill of health. However, she can't stop the aging process. And it's something that she said that she realizes as well, right? She can't stop the aging process and the amount of eggs and all the things. But I do think that you have to factor in your faith into it. You know, you have to factor in your faith into it. Um, Vanessa says, yes, there are women who have babies over 40. I know a few, but it's not the rule. And it's usually after a lot of expensive medical intervention. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I usually, I've been moving forward with all these hackers, like there's these X rated hackers that come into the live chat lately a lot and all the pages are getting bombarded by them. And I usually put it to subscribers, but I was so busy today that I wasn't able to do that. So hence, the people that, you know, clearly they need to get a little jiggy jiggy because you wouldn't be so desperate that you're all across YouTube hacking all of the lives to get a little attention. Clearly you're an incel and I feel bad for you and good luck to you because you're just going to continue to get blocked everywhere and you think you're doing the most but you're really not doing anything because everyone's looking at you like, you know, I was going to say something but I won't say it but 90 Day Fiance cast member. Is that you? Anyhow, there is on the YouTube page. um, (laughs) I'm the worst, but I'm funny. Um, There is a poll. So if you're watching through YouTube, make sure you take a look at that poll. And I'll take a look at it uh, sometime throughout this broadcast. And uh, so <clears throat> Johan says, you know, if Danielle couldn't have a baby, it would, it would destroy him because he's always wanted to have a baby his entire life. And he helped raise his nieces and his nephews. And this is something that he's just really wanted. But one of the things that he says that I thought was interesting is that if she couldn't have a baby, he wouldn't tell her that it would destroy him. He would keep it to himself. And I was like, you know what? That's not the foundation of a great relationship. That's not the foundation of open communication because as the time goes by, you're going to continue to resent her and resent her and resent her. And she's not going to know the reason why, because you've decided that you would keep it to yourself. And that's not an okay thing. And when I talk about relationships as per usual, I always tell you communication is key And having that conversation about babies is going to be key because he's saying now he wouldn't tell her, but guess what? After he marries her, comes to America, has his green card, they're living the life. Guess what's going to happen. He's going to meet some 20-something that looks amazing to him that can have babies, and he's going to have a baby outside of his marriage, and that's going to hurt everyone involved. So you definitely have to have that conversation before you get to that point you have to if he's saying he wanted a baby his whole entire life and for whatever reason i'm not saying it's for the green card only but we'll see i'm on the fence with him um if it's not just to come to america and support your family then i don't know what it is and i also think it's it's interesting too if i think back to the first episode where they met up and he was telling her how she looked beautiful as a white woman and then to have a biracial baby, I mean, that could factor into it as well, right? So there's a lot of layers on this that I think, again, if you don't communicate and you don't say what your real needs are and you say, oh, you know, I'm just going to keep it to myself, you're going to keep it to yourself because you have an agenda. And your agenda is to come to America, get your green card, make money, support your family back in the Dominican Republic, all the things but you're forgetting that you have a whole person that, that has fallen in love with you that you're using and they're going to be hurt by your actions. So you saying, Hey, I'm going to keep it to myself. To me, it's just not cool. It's not cool. Um, so the doctor says that Danielle has a nice uterus and unfortunately it's quantity over quality. And, the quantity is fine, but the quality is low. It's supposed to be above a, a one. And again, I wish midwife Crystal was here so she could explain it a little bit more to me. But it's supposed to be a one. And currently, Danielle is at a 0. 0.016. So with her own eggs, her percentage of, success, of having a successful pregnancy is low, very low. And she talks about how she knows her body. She has intuition, all the things. And she knew that that was the case. She had her first baby at 21. She's 42 now. And she thought she was done. But then she met Johan. And now they want to have a baby together, especially because he really wants to have have a baby. And so the doctor says her best options are IVF with a donor egg and his semen. And then she's like, well, what if I didn't want to do that if I wanted to do it naturally? And he's saying that they have a 5% success rate. And Johan's not worried because Johan is is like, God is with us. And if she can't get pregnant, the natural way, we'll look for another way. But in the meantime, I'm not going to give up on my belief and my faith that this is possible. And I'm not mad at him. I think that that's absolutely true. And if anyone is like a believer like that, you know, a lot of times people say, Things can be only a certain way. And then there are miracles and there there is unscientific proof to explain it away. So if he wants to believe what he wants to believe, then I'm there 100% for him. Um, but he's like, let's try natural. And then if we can't do natural, we'll figure out another way. Um, and then I was asking, and again, Midwife Crystal, I know where she is, so I'm just being an asshole right now. But my question is, could she get her eggs? So she has a 5% success rate, right, you guys? And then she she has the quantity of eggs, but not the quality of eggs. Couldn't they harvest her eggs, the ones that she does have, and then use Johan's semen and fertilize them and then have like a surrogate wouldn't that work because clearly it's it, he's not saying that she can't have kids naturally he's saying it's a five percent success rate so if you take the eggs that she has now put it in some like young bucks um carrier is that the right word fertilized with johan's sperm then wouldn't that work Vanessa says he's young enough to try it out with this lady and then move on and have a family with someone else. Whoa. Vanessa says her eggs are old. So her eggs are old and what? She's not that much older than me, Vanessa. So you're saying my eggs are old too? Because, you know, I don't have a baby. and I, I, I still believe I can have a baby. So I'm going with Johan on this one. So Joanne's still not worried. God is with us. And if she can't get pregnant, he says, we'll look for another way. Um, and again, I just feel like there are options for them. I don't, the doctor said it's not like she can't get pregnant, but the percentages are low. But low does not mean no. So she's really upset. She's been crying. I think this is something that she wasn't expecting. And so she asked Johan, you know, do you want to try to have a baby naturally or do you want to use a doctor? And obviously he says he wants to use, um, he wants to try naturally. Then if it doesn't work out, then they'll use a doctor. And she's like, well, you realize that it's like $30,000 for egg donor. How are we going to pay for this? I don't have that money type type of money lying around. And you have no money because you can't even pay for a $61 rest of deposit for your tuxedo so like what do you want to do and then he's like you know nothing is impossible for god god will do everything for you and you know he realizes that he doesn't have much money to have a baby so his only solution is to pray and he's like you know i hate to see her like this i hate to see her upset i hate to see her crying but not to worry because they'll find a way and i feel like his attitude is half the battle you guys his attitude is half the bottle. I get signs of science, but I do believe, especially this year and all the things that I've gone through, that science is one thing, but your attitude towards science is, good, is going to be also important. If you're negative and not accepting, then your body's going to be negative and not accepting. And some things are beyond your control. But if you embrace it and you have faith and you believe, then you can overcome. And I've seen it a billion times. Um. <clears throat> so. She wants solutions and she doesn't believe in his, his evangelical Christian ways that God will solve everything. She feels like you have to take responsibility for your own actions as well. Um, So she's trying to look for her own solutions, which, you know, as a Christian, that's not how it works, but I, I understand what she's saying. So he's upset to see her upset and she's really upset. And she says, like, this week is giving her a dose of reality that she wasn't really willing to handle yet. I feel really bad for you, troll. I really feel bad for you. Good luck, incel. Vanessa says, so if they tell you the quality is not there, then you're signing up for a lot of things. Is he sticking around if they don't have a healthy baby? Um, but that's not what they said, Vanessa. They, the doctor said, is that what he said? The qual. Oh yeah. Quantity and quality is low. Supposed to be above one now at 0.16. Okay. So. Okay. It's still not a no. It's still not like she can't have babies. 5% is better than 0%, I suppose. I don't know. I believe in miracles. We'll see. Onward and upward. We have so much. I spent 30 minutes on that couple, but they had a lot to say, so that was okay. So Danielle and Amber, I'm glad these two are back. Danielle, we talked about the freshman 15, the K-130. Danielle has definitely... uh, Something about America gives you that K-130. I don't know what it is. Uh, Same. You know, being in America, I definitely have the K-130 without the K-1 fiancé. But something about America, and, and I think it's... I was thinking about it. I was thinking about why do people gain weight when they come to America? And I realized what it is. It's not only, like, the huge portion sizes that are nowhere else in the world, but also you're not as active like yeah you can be a gym rat and all the things but if you're first coming here and like you can't work and you don't know anyone and all the things it would take extra effort to like go on walks and go on hikes and 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 go to it have a gym membership that you can't pay for because you can't work so all the things so you naturally gain weight and you naturally gain weight also too because the portions are way bigger than what you're used to. So when we talk about Daniel, him like being from Venezuela, living the past four years in Costa Rica, talking about how he would surf day and night, all the things. And then he moves to Florida, which he doesn't think is paradise, which is a whole different conversation. But he's also not working, doesn't know anyone. So he's not being as active. And now it's like, ding, ding, that's what it is. You're not as active. And and the portions are huge that your body's not used to. And I also do think, too, that um, you're just getting fresher food in third world countries because they don't have have the resources to have all the extra stuff that they put in packaged food here. You're not getting the same type of packaged food in third world countries as you are in America. And, And I think that that absolutely makes a difference. And you all can fight me if you want, but... I'm going to talk about my strawberries and the packet strawberries in America and how all of a sudden you're looking at hepatitis and all the things where that's not going to be the case, you know, when you're naturally growing your own food, fresh food. Anyhow, um, he talks about how they fell in love in paradise and Amber talks about how she spent two years traveling to Costa Rica Uh, to be with him, and they fell in love, they got engaged, he got the K-1 visa, moved to the U.S., they got married, and that day was the best day of their lives. However, the future looks a lot different than what either of them expected. So they pan into just the day-to-day chores, like a clogged toilet, um, and them both seeing how the day-to-day life is a lot different being together and she bought a house the same weekend that she got married so she got married she bought a house and so she was highly stressed out because she has to maintain that that house on a server in a restaurant salary which you know I know a lot of servers and bartenders and they make a lot of money some of them make a lot of money depending on where you work and what city you're in so Um, but regardless, buying a home is a huge undertaking, like she says, and they've been in their house for eight months and she's paying all the bills because she thought that as soon as that he came over, he would get his green card, which is his work permit. Um, and it's been eight months and he hasn't received it yet, which she has to remember we're still coming off of a pandemic Listen, you guys, I'll say this without saying too much about my own situation. I was waiting on government papers. They never came. I get this text and, you know, it's a random text. I'm not going to respond to a random text because there's so many scammers out there. Like, literally, here's a scam from today at 549. I'll cover the person's phone number because I'm respectful. But just like a scammer who says, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm covering it here, but not here. Oh, that doesn't even make any type of sense. Okay, let me try it this way. Okay, let me just tell you because I don't want to be an asshole. So how are you? Who is this? My name is Amber. I say you have the wrong number. Don't text again. Good luck to you. And that's not the first time where on my phone, I get some random ass text message saying, hey, girl, hey, blah, blah, blah. I want this, I want this. There's so many scammers. And since I'm on this topic, scammers, I want another scam that's huge on Instagram. And I know a lot of us are on Instagram. But if you get an Instagram message, there's quite a few scams going on right now. One of the scams is this. And I'm going to tell you because I really got irritated by it. So if you get a scam to... Oh, it's blurred now. So $2,500 for you to guess. If you can guess the number that's inside the circle, this person here, right? I say, stop sending spam. The person says, if you think it's spam, block me. And some someone just received his money. And I said, obviously this account has been hacked because here's what the thing. If you get something like this and you click on it, you guys, it that's how your account gets hijacked, and then you don't have your account back. And if I go to this person's page, all of her posts before were all about like fitness and all of that stuff. But as soon as she got hacked, all of a sudden, you've accepted 14,500 14, in Bitcoin. And then the next one is, Oh, I got this new car because of clicking on this link. If you look at their history, none of it, none of it says anything like that. It's all just about fitness. That person has been hacked. Then another person was like, this was one I hadn't seen before. A friend of mine from back home in Canada uh, said, hey, I'm competing on, on an online ambassador position, influencer program. Can you vote for me? And I was like, sure, where do I vote? She says, all right, thanks. An entry link will be sent to you as a text message, which also is not how my friend talks. I've known her for years. Check your text messages and send me a screenshot of the text you just received on here so I can send it to my sponsor. Why would I do that? Because she needs the codes, right? So she sent me this weird thing that I didn't click on. I was like, oh, this is a hack. Goodbye, you're blocked. And then they went on to say, did you get the text? Yeah, I got the text, but I blocked you because I knew that that was a scam. So if anyone's trying to send you $2,500, if anyone's trying to say, click on this link, send me the the screenshot, send me your code, send me your last name, send me your birth date, send me whatever, it's not, it's a scam. The only time that it's not a scam is if if you're like reading something, Link in bio, that's not a scam. I posted, because we are Team Taeyang here, I posted about T- Taeyang's GoFundMe. GoFundMe, it's legit, you've heard of it. You can click on that link. But anything else, and especially, you guys, when when you're looking at these fuckers who literally have no followers or have or a new account, Right or restricted and private. That's not that's not what where you're about. So just don't click on links. Don't fall for any random person saying they're going to send you money because they're not going to send you money. And that's that. Tangent over. So that being said, um, life is not what it what either of them, Danielle or Amber, expected. And so she specifically is feeling a bit resentful towards him because she didn't realize it was going to take so long for him to get a green card and get a job. And so every little thing is irritating her. Every little thing is becoming a fight. Um, And she's not impressed. She feels like he's kind of freeloading, but she should have thought of that before the whole K-1 visa process. And the fact that he's only 25, she's 31. Like, you said you would take on this responsibility, and this responsibility lasts as long as it lasts. Even when he gets his green card, what if he can't get a job right away? You're still responsible for him. But she's feeling resentful. And so she's off to work at her waitressing job. And she's like, Hey, listen, can you do the dishes while I'm at work? And he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm sitting around here bored. I have no car no job no friends and it's definitely not what he expected and she goes into this whole thing about how much she sacrificed how many how much money she spent and he's like hey listen you're not the only one that sacrificed I've literally uprooted my entire life to be with you and I don't know anyone here I can't work I can't do anything I'm here just because of you so you're not the only one that sacrificed which I 100% agree with um and because there's such a financial bur- burden, her sister, Ashley, has moved in to the house. She's a roommate, renting out the spare room. Um, and Amber's good with it because Amber says that her sister, Ashley, is helping out with the bills because, you know, Daniel Daniel has no money and he can't help with any of the bills. But he's also irritated because the house is only like 1,200 square feet. There's three adults and four cats. And as soon as they said the four cats, I know you guys know me. I know the people that watch my show all the time. You guys know how I feel about cats. You cannot have 1,200 feet square house and have four cats. You can't even have one cat. No, thank you. No, thank you. No cat is sleeping on my bed. They're not sleeping on my feet. I, Animal lovers, I, I feel you. I love most animals. I don't like cats. Okay. Don't like cats. I, I just don't like them. I, I don't know the purpose. I don't understand the whole situation. I think some of them are feral. I just, And so I can imagine having four cats and 1200 square feet. Like that is my nightmare. So I felt for him when he said this and they only have one bathroom, three adults, four cats. There's no privacy. And you know, Daniel's home, not doing anything. So he wants, he's in construction. He has experience in construction so he wants to build a second bathroom in the spare room but what he doesn't know that we're about to find out is that spare room is about to be occupied by a fourth adult that he doesn't know about so like can you imagine that and like you can't go anywhere and you don't know anyone and you don't have a car oh lord no thank you no thank you no thank you Amber doesn't trust it, doesn't trust him, doesn't trust his construction ability, even though he's had construction jobs before and he's worked in construction. And one of the things that I didn't like that I thought was super controlling and super, like, again, lack of communication in a relationship is that she doesn't, she said that he doesn't pay bills, so he doesn't get an opinion. And until he gets a job and pays bills, whatever she says goes. And I thought that is definitely not, a proper relationship where you guys are equal and working together. There are so many times where I know that like one person like Pedro is working 12 hours at a warehouse job so he can help support his wife get through nursing school. It's an ebb and flow. You're working together to further your future. And if one person does one thing at one time and then the other person does the, does the second thing at the second time you're supporting each other to have the beautiful future that you want but if you're already resenting eight months into your 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 relationship that he can't work despite and out of his control and you're resenting him and then not only you're resenting him you don't feel he's equal partner in the relationship so he doesn't have a say in the relationship sounds terrible this sounds more like You think you're a parent, you can control this person versus you're in a 50 50 partnership. Some it sounded terrible. I think Amber's absolutely wrong for this. Um, and the other thing that I thought about is that listen, if he's in construction and he's saying, I want to add on to your house that you just bought, renos always add value. So even if you're out of pocket, you're not, you're only out of pocket for the resources you need, not the labor. So you're going to cut that cost in half, but because you don't trust your husband to do a good job, even though he's told you he has experience in construction and you are looking down on him and don't believe it. That's why you're like, well, if you don't do it right, I have to bring someone in and pay more money. Wow. Really? That's, that's how you feel. Cause I got to tell you your little $1,200 square foot home would definitely add at least 15% value if you added a a second bathroom, because then you have, you know, what, what at least a two bedroom, two bathroom versus a two bedroom, one bathroom. So you got to think of the bigger picture and you have to probably be less controlling and less thinking that, you know, everything because you make the money. You knew that that was going to be the situation when he came to America and you, you did it anyways. So you can't blame him that the government hasn't brought his green card to him quick quick enough for him and quick enough for you. It's ridiculous. But Amber's really worried about the finances. Um, Daniel's worried about the finances as well, living with the sister as well, and the arguing. It's all very stressful for both of them. So on the weekends, they go out with friends, and they're going line dancing, y'all. Daniel's not really for it. He thinks that her friends are a mess. They just get drunk, he says, and get messy, and he's not for it. And he doesn't want his wife to get into their mess, which, you know, it's fair. So they go to the Dallas Bull, which is a a country club. Not a country club where you golf and sit back with a bunch of rich people and drink. A country club where you, like, bull, ride, and line dance um and daniel's really not kind of for it like he's he rather have gone salsa dancing where he can be like one-on-one with his wife and be like close contact and have that connection with his wife he's not really into line dancing and you know i always say you know you can try any like social situation at least at least once and see if you have fun but i also get it like he's in florida bible belt Looking at the video, it's like there is no diversity. He's the only immigrant in the building. She's off with all her friends that she's known for years. And they all look like her. And he looks different. That could be intimidating, you know? And perhaps, you know, not enticing for him to try to get involved. And if he's not like a huge drinker thinking that, hey, we, I usually just like drink like this because it's a vacation or whatever we're having a good time but I don't expect my wife to be this crazy party animal that gets super drunk and messy and can't hold her liquor I I, I kind of get what he's saying Um, and he's like when Amber's with her friend she forgets about him he's standing there she has this bestie named Ashton who is her gay bestie and Ashton ashton is going through a divorce with his husband and apparently ashton's moving into this 1200 square foot house so one of the things i thought the reason why she doesn't want daniel to make that spare room a bathroom is because she's gonna move ashton into it and she hasn't told danielle yet which is a terrible idea it's all terrible it's all terrible i cannot i cannot even imagine can you like just think about it you guys you have a small ass house you're still getting used to the country and getting used to you. You're newly married. So you definitely want to have that privacy and that honeymoon phase, but you can't have the honeymoon phase because there's no privacy in your house because your wife has moved in her sister and now she's moving in the best friend. So there's going to be four adults, four cats, one bathroom, one person can't work. Two of those people are related. So they're going to be like this the fourth person is bonded with one of those two people and their besties. That's a recipe for disaster. It would be a disaster. Let me tell you, it would be a disaster. She's asking. And the fact that she hasn't told her husband, discussed it with her husband, but also agreed to it already I can already tell you that's a communication issue 101. You made a, a life-changing decision about your house where it's supposed to be your refuge, where you lay your head down and just feel uncom- feel comfortable and not uncomfortable. He's already feeling uncomfortable with all the cats and the sister, and now you're bringing someone else in without telling him. I don't know. I don't I don't think that that's how you have an open, honest, communicative relationship. I'm just. I just don't see it. And Ashton agreed with me. He's like, You have to tell him. You have to tell him before I move in because I don't want to be the reason why you guys break up is because you guys didn't communicate that I was going to come and live in your house. And, you know, communication is key. And he says, Communicate with your husband, be honest, be truthful. I've already been in a relationship that broke up because guess what? We didn't know how to communicate. And that's absolutely 100% what I think, too. Vanessa says because she doesn't see him as an equal. She doesn't because she feels like she is the breadwinner and she's resentful over it. But she should have thought about that when she thought about the K-1 visa process and what that looks like. Moving on to Ariana and Sherlon. She's leaving for Jamaica in a couple of days. Uh, first time she's going to see Sherlon in over a year. She is making this trip like the trip. The trip that is going to make us find out whether we're in it or we're not in it, where the relationship stands, and if the relationship doesn't stand, what role he's going to play as a father. She feels like she wants him to step up with his fatherly duties. She's in love with him. She feels like she's in an exclusive relationship with him. He clearly doesn't feel the same way. And we already know from last season how she felt like, oh, I'm pregnant. Then that means we're going to get married. But she never considered, hey, listen, this is all about, perhaps it could be, it might just be about co parenting and getting along for the sake of the child. And again, I'm not going to go off on a total tangent because I can, but you decided to go on vacay and have unprotected sex with someone you didn't know. And then you found out you got pregnant when you got home. That's on you too, right? You're a grown-ass 25-year-old woman. I know you know what contraception means, but you decided not to. So you both decided not to. And so now you're like, hey, you have to marry me? Like, "Eh, stop it. Just stop it. Anyways, um, she meets with her friend Paige and Corbin. They're having breakfast or whatever, and she's complaining about Sherlon and saying how he hasn't been there for, for Odin, all the things. The one thing she asked him to do, and I don't know if this is true or not, but to fill out paternity papers, she sent him all the information. He was supposed to go and get it filled out, get a witness and send it back so he she could add him um, on Odin's birth certificate. And again, I don't have a kid, so I don't know how it works, but I think you can add just the person's name immediately and then afterwards send in like the receipts like hey i said tom jones is the father and then here's tom jones information but i don't know if that's really how it works but that's how i would assume it works like i don't think you could just not be like hey you didn't send in the paperwork in jamaica so now i can't add you to the birth certificate i don't think that's how it works but that's how she's saying it works and he didn't do what he was supposed to do and she's mad about it and clearly that kind of sucks for odin too like I don't know what Sherlon, Sherlon seems like he has his shoulders on his head, proper, his head on his shoulders properly um, and is making the best decisions for the situation he's in. But then again, I don't know if, I don't know how the birth certificate situation works. And so if he was supposed to just do one thing and he didn't do it, then that's kind of disappointing to me. Oh, Mandy, that's very complex. Mandy says, how many people do you think seek out that resort to bang Sherlong as some sort of 90-day TMZ bus tour? That's a lot. That's a lot. You're saying a lot. So, anyhow, she's worried that he hasn't been faithful, and I was like, are you guys even in a relationship? Like, Has that been determined by you guys? Because I don't think it has been. But she feels like they're an exclusive relationship. He has said clearly and often that he's not committed to this yet. There's been too much distance. He doesn't, hasn't known her for enough time. Literally, he thought she was vacay bay, um, and then they had a kid. And so now the relationship is not just hey, wham, bam, thank you. It's oh, now we have a baby, right? So he's he. I feel like he's taking it realistically, he's like, hey, listen, I don't even know anything about you. I haven't spent a lot of time with you. We had sex. You got pregnant. Now we have a baby. I want to be a good person and be a co-parent, but I don't really know if I want to be with you, which is, I think, responsible for him to say rather than be like, hey, yeah, yeah, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I'm faithful to you and all the things when he really is not being that way because he doesn't feel that way. He's being open and honest for where he is in, in this relationship. Uh, the quote that he said because he works at this swingers club at night in Jamaica and the quote that he said the flesh is a weakness made me laugh out loud because honestly she thinks that he's probably out there cheating and again if you haven't established what your relationship is then I don't understand if it, it could be called cheating if you're not exclusive, then it's just you're dating that person. And what makes it a little bit more hectic is the fact that you have a baby. Vanessa said, to clear it up for me, paternity is only assumed when you're married. Otherwise, the guy has to sign a declaration of paternity Or wait for a case to be open to established paternity. So there it is. Thank you, Vanessa. Anyhow, she is, she, I feel like Ariana has grown a little bit. So she feels like she deserves love and affection and to be in a relationship versus last season where she's like, oh, I'm having a baby. You have to be my man and you have to, to, marry me and boom, boom, boom. We have to be a family. Now she's like, you know, I deserve to be loved and affection and all the things. And if that's not what Chauvin wants, then we have to figure a way to co-parent our child, which I think is a huge change from what we saw from her last season. Anyhow, she's moved back home and her mom, Karen, came out of retirement to help financially take care of both her daughter and her grandson, which is a whole other conversation that we just don't have time for. And the mom thinks that this relationship with Sherlon is not going to work. She's not optimistic about it. She doesn't feel like Sherlon is the right one for her daughter. And again, again, I have mixed feelings. Like your daughter, she wasn't doing shit before she went to Jamaica and she's still not doing shit. And now the excuse is that she's a single mom and she needs, you know, she's 25 and she needs her grown ass mom, who was retired, to come out of retirement to help her raise her kid. Like, what? What do you, Ariana? Do you work? Do you have a job? Or your your mom, who was semi-retired, retired, has to now care for her grown ass daughter and the child that she had because she was being irresponsible and had unprotected sex on a two-week vacay. Like. You know, if you're going to throw shade to Sherlon, I feel like these parents really need to look at the child that they raised. I know you love your child and that's your child and you're going to love them unconditionally. But I also think, too, that sometimes, you know, you got to look at some of the choices that your grown-ass child has made. Uh, Hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vanessa says, these parents enable the entitlement 100%. 100%. Um, so, Ariana's like, she's a different woman now. She's been a, a single mom for 10 months, and she's raised this kid herself. Well, I mean, mm, did you, though? Did you... Uh, uh, eh. I'll leave that up in the air. So she's gonna, she's off to Jamaica. Uh, she's leaving that day. Sherlon's super excited to meet his 10-month-old. It's 24 hours later. They get to meet in real life after almost a year. Um, Hasn't seen Ariana in that same length of time. He has love for her, but he feels like they've grown apart. And this trip is really getting to have to see if they can mend the broken pieces and if he does want to be in a relationship with her which i 100 think 100 think is accurate uh Sherlock picks up odin odin cries a lot because obviously it's someone that you've only seen on screen it's a new person to you but Sherlock feels like it's love at first sight best day of his life it's all about odin And that is where Ariana gets a little bit jealous. She's like, hey, I love the fact that he's showing so much love to his son, but I wish he would show some love to me. He's actually like, I'm just the baby mama. Um, And so on this trip, she's like, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing anything. It's your turn to be a parent. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. You're going to change diapers. You're going to bathe him. You're going to feed him and all the things. And I'm on a mommy break. And which is absolutely her right, but I also think, too, it's not realistic because I think that if you're trying to find the balance and you want this to be a equal and open and communicative relationship, then guess what? You're going to have to do it how it really would be if you guys were both together in real life. Just my opinion. Last but not least, and I just have to... Okay, so we're like over at an hour. So, it's all good. It's all good. Last but not least is Valentine and Carlos from Colombia. Listen, these two, I, I think that they're going to be my favorite on the on this season. I just don't know why. I just feel like it's, I learned, every time I watch them, you guys, I'm a grown-ass woman, and I've just learned so much from them that I just, I think it's all very fascinating. Anyways, they're having growing pains. Valentine is still bitching about being served alcohol, the little bit of champagne, the half sip that he had. He's still complaining about that, which I think, you know, is a bitch ass move, to be honest. Like you're a grown ass man. You could have re- you picked up the bottle, you could have read the bottle, you could have again asked the question, use your words and communicated, but you didn't. And now you're blaming Carlos, which is unnecessary. He's trying to make a special moment. And again, if you're not an alcoholic, then it can't be a big deal. I get it if you're an alcoholic and one sip of alcohol in your tongue can totally take you off of your sobriety. But if you're just, like, choosing not to, to drink alcohol, then just calm the fuck down. You're, you're making it such a big deal. It's the very next day. You did. It's not like you drank a whole glass. You had a sip and you're like, ah, this is alcohol. Like, again, there has to be something behind that because you're making a way bigger deal of it than it is, in my opinion. Anyhow, they went to bed. They both think each other are good lovers, and because they're both tops, and oh, someone told me the other word, and I can't remember. Variation, very, I don't know, whatever. They're both tops, they're not bottoms. So there was like no, and this is, I'm just telling you what the show told me. So don't come for me, don't like do all the things. Uh, so they pleasure each other without penetration and they both feel satisfied and they both feel like they're, they're the prize. Valentine was surprised by uh, how big Carlos's eggplant was and Valentine says self-proclaimed that he has a big eggplant and that they're both gorgeous, good looking, they both have big eggplants, so there's lots of love to go around. And when I say lots of love to go around, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the other thing. You can smell booze too, like all the things. Oh, he made such a big deal about it, Mandy. It made me sick. Yeah, Shane, I talked about that uh, at the top of the chat. I usually do put it on sub mode. I just didn't have time today. Uh, I ran out of time, but it's all good. Like I said, those bots are incels and if they, if they need to spam pages like this, I mean, I feel bad for them because clearly they aren't getting any anything. Unlike Valentine and Carlos who are having a good old jolly time. Both good looking, both uh, athletic, both in shape, both with big eggplants. So they're happy. The only difference is, is that Valentine is polyamorous which he feels, which, you know, I you know, we need to get Jared on this show too because polyamorous, meaning you can love one more than one person at one time so you can be in a relationship with someone and love them but you can love someone else and like, what does that mean? Does, can you love more than one person at one time? Like, I, uh, how does that work? What does that look like? Do you bring in just one person? Does that one person have to be attracted to you or they have to be attracted to you and your partner and like, do you have separate dates with that person? Or do you date as a, a throuple? I just have so many questions. But apparently that's what... Valentine is polyamorous. And he realized, he realized five years ago that he can be in love with one person and another person at the very same time. And I agree with Carlos. Carlos like, well, is that just a way for you to just play around using polyamorous as, as an excuse? 100%. <laughs> uh, the Linda and Gerard melanated hour. That's hilarious. I'm going to reach out to him uh, and see if we can we can do a little collab. Collaboration. Collab. Because he has the answers. I don't have the answers. I just I know that polygamy, polyamorous, and plural, and there's another word that I forget and he explained it to me like four times and I just totally forgot it, but they all have separate meanings. But I think that if you're in a relationship and you're saying you're polyamorous, it means that you don't want to be in a closed relationship. You wanted to be in an open relationship, which I think that that's not what Carlos wants. And Carlos even talks about it. He says that, you know, he's worried because he's not necessarily a jealous person, but if he feels like Valentine has is having feelings for someone else while he's in a relationship with him, then yeah, that's going to bring out his, um, (laughs) (laughs) Mandy. No one knows what you're talking about. That was a Patreon-only, exclusive content, so I'm not even going to address it. I'm not even going to address any of it. That's it. That's all. We spent like a week talking crazy, and I cannot on this open YouTube have that conversation. So Mandy, behave yourself is what I'm saying. Mandy, behave yourself. Mandy, behave yourself. That being said, uh, they go on a day trip to a restaurant. And we find out that Carlos is from a fisherman family. And so he brought him to his favorite, like, fisherman fish restaurant, fish restaurant. Uh, And they have fish eggs, which is not like caviar, because they are, he says where it's the actual bag where the baby fish are in, so like, it's the eggs, but it's like the embryonic sac that surrounds them. If I'm saying it right. Valentine's not adventurous with food. He's like having a whole freak out. He's not into it. It reminds him of chicken gizzards, which I've never had, but he's just like, I don't like the texture. I'm not into it at all. And so... There was a little bit of of again I want to say you guys and and don't come for me. I just want to say that I feel like oftentimes there is a certain group of people who have not traveled a lot in their lives and so they're not adventurous with their food and they think that food should be made specifically how they were raised in their, you know, 2 by 2 foot radius that they were raised. And I really feel like you don't have to love everything, but you also don't have to insult something that you don't know anything about. You don't like it, you don't like it. I get it. But if you don't open your mind before you open your mouth, then you're automatically not going to like something. And I think that that comes true as you get older, right? So like Valentine is 46 years old and he's set his ways already. So he thinks he knows what he likes, what he likes, but perhaps he hasn't traveled enough to really understand what he likes. And maybe his his palette would change if he exposed it to more. That's all I'm saying. So they're going to have an issue. Valentine and Carlos are going to have an issue about what it means to be in a relationship. There's going to be some, a jealousy component, emotions component, and whether it's a closed relationship or, or an open relationship where they can add in other people. And I, I, I'm going to look, because I put out that poll in YouTube, and I can't see it here, so I'm going to just see if I can see it here, uh, what the answer to the poll is, and let me see. Oh, I don't see it. Anyways, the question was, could you be in a polyamorous relationship? Could you be in a polyamorous relationship? Even if you were not poly yourself. Uh, I'll put the results in the comments after the live. If I can find out where it is. But 94% said no. Thank you, T. Thank you. Because I couldn't see it. I appreciate you. So, 94% said no, that they could not be. I personally cannot be either. I can't share. I'm not in for it. Thank you, T. You're new. Everyone say hi to T. Geds. Um, so, now it's at 95% said no. So, I, I guess it's like a small population that can do that. All I know is I can't share. You can call me selfish. You can talk, call me whatever the case may be, but like, I'm not sharing my partner with anyone. No, thank you. No, thank you. On our show that we cover for Seeking Sister Wife, my question is always: Is what's the prize? Why are the women always having to compromise, and the guy can be with however and have however many sister wives, and the women just have to be okay with it? Like what? I, what? No, I don't share. It's you and me, baby. And if it's not you and me, then it's you with whoever else. And I'm off on my own journey doing my own thing. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm super running late. If you're my Patreon subscriber, we have news and gossip tonight. It's obviously going to run late because it's almost 8 o'clock. I didn't realize the show was going to go as late as it is. So look out for your Patreon alert. We'll have news and gossip shortly as I gather it together. Uh, everyone else, have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Sunday or Monday and uh, my patreon subscribers i'll see you i want to say instead of 8 8 30 that gives me enough time to get it together so i'm running a little bit late sorry not sorry because i do have a great news and gossip coming for you shortly bye for now tea that's so funny i have poly friends but i'm too petty and jelly same girls same